Hey, hey, hey. Say thank you for joining in with us on today's with Discussion with Ten. I have a wonderful, 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 like, I love her. She don't even know how much I love her, but I love Toya so much. And I'm going to let her introduce herself. All right. What's up, everybody? My name is LaToya Daniels, um, Toya for short. Um, I'm an educator. I'm a teacher. I teach high school. And I also, you know, started my own company just this past COVID summer of 2020. So. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. So that's cool. And even with Toya, we met back in, I think it was like 2002, 2002. I graduated from King in 2002 and then went straight to Eastern for sure. Okay, well, perfect. I graduated in 2002 from Murray Wright. Say, you know, if it ain't Murray, it definitely ain't right. We can't see dogs. (laughs) Whatever. As you would say that, all that cat talking, we ain't for it. But you know what it is. It's all love. Um... And I, I, I instantly was just sitting, pondering, pondering on thinking like, okay, who can I have for my first show? And being gifted and blessed with this, it was like, okay. I was thinking of different people, and then Laura was like, Toya. I'm like, perfect, perfect. And I instantly was like, let me call her. Called her. She answered the phone like, hey. I'm like, hey. <laughs> like, I don't know if she knew this was me or not, but I'm like, this is Sanisha. Hey, girl, you all right? She was like... Hey, I knew, you know, we were just talking and and going from there. And I was like, Toya, honestly, the Lord just literally showed me your face. And I would love for you to be on Discussions with Tia. And so this would be the first show. Um, Everything is new. Everything is brand new with Discussions with Tia. And we're here. Well, I feel honored to be the first guest. Um, Anything, something, um, anything that is positive on the floor, I'm definitely trying to be in the mix or around it. Um, just to be with good people is a is a great feeling for me. So I'm happy to be here. Thank you for thinking of me. Yes, yes, they all do. So to get started a little bit more with discussions with Ten and basically the concept of it, I honestly um, I never got a chance to tell my story, and I will get more into depth with that um, situation. But I never got a chance to tell my stories with my trials, my tribulations and tests that I was faced with uh, growing up. And the Lord just kept showing me that I had to basically get a platform together for people to share their sides of the stories with everyday life people. And on top of that, with me doing mentoring and going into the schools and everything and dealing with the youth, they just felt like nobody knew what they was going through. Nobody can identify their strongholds or their struggles or anything that they're dealing with. And it's like, yes, we can. Like, I'm a whole product of it. Like, you wouldn't even understand. Just don't don't let the looks fool you. So I used to always try to let them know that, like, basically, we here together. Mm-hmm. And... I, I was went to sleep one night and it was just nonstop of dreaming and thinking about discussions with ten, discussions with ten. And I'm like, what is discussions with ten? Like, okay, let's get it together. And so that's how I honestly started thinking and piggybacking off of my mentoring program, which is called Helpful Souls. It's spelled S O L S, which sharing, which means sharing our life story. So I felt that at that point I can collab the two together and now give people a platform to come and share their stories with everybody. Absolutely. Everybody has a story to tell, um, especially just your ordinary people because we're all extraordinary overall. But, you know, it takes someone like me and you from the neighborhood um, that grew up 
in the area that can actually tell a story and connect to the young people. So exactly, exactly. Yeah. And and once you gain a little bit, what I learned with dealing with the youth, once you gain that momentum of gaining their trust and understanding, they'll open up and let you know any and everything almost. Um, my first rule with like being a teacher in general and like you know. I am, like, acquainted with my former teachers. I'm very close to um, certain teachers now, mentors and friends. Um, you have to establish rapport. It's, like, necessary. Um, students Definitely. don't want to get to know you if you don't want to get to know them. Exactly. Um, it's a different mentality on the floor. Um, kids are different than we were, considering um, it'll be 19 years since we've been in high <laughs> Man, school. Man, don't remind after me. <laughs> this school year. Um, but kids need structure. They crave structure. They crave attention because they don't get that. Exactly. Um, I can't knock parents because I'm not in every household, but kids want your attention. They want to know that they're loved, just like us in the past. So um, I make it a priority to get to know them first, and that way you will be able to gain their trust in the classroom. Exactly. And they might not want to do their work, but they're going to do it because that expectation is already set. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And it's like when you grab – Grab a hold of that, it's all open from there. Like, they, they welcoming because they don't have, a lot of them don't have, like, a good structure. And they, and I say that because dealing with the youth, and some people are raised different, but a lot of times they're raised different. They think that they're different is the norm. They think that's the, the right to go, whereas it's like, nah, that ain't, that's not it. That's not it. So once you try to come in and align things, it, it's a little off track in the beginning, in the beginning, but then it starts to align and it, it comes together. I just want to say hey to all of my followers. I know y'all gonna be talking, but I can't <laughs> talk in the middle. Hey everybody, um, if you haven't been exposed to something, you'll never understand exactly. um, until you see that. So um, off rip, I let students know who I am. Where I'm from, gang gang from the east side, um, seven mile, Linwood all day, seven mile and mile, seven mile and Van Dyke, um, but you know, I'm from everywhere because it's collective. Like if I'm reaching a member of the youth, it's 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 good for me. Mm -hmm. um, but like I said, if you haven't been exposed to something, you will never know. That's just like some of my students have never been across eight miles. Exactly. Or for me to share with them, a little girl from a um unorthodox home, has been to Africa, has been to Aruba, has been to, you know, places outside of the United States. They'll never know anything about that unless their parents expose them oh, to that. Exactly. So um, when you give them exposure to something, they're definitely going to jump into it. They want to know more, mm -hmm. um, you know. Exactly, exactly. So leading into that, what gained your whole interest in becoming a teacher? Uh, well, first of all, I've been wanting to teach since I was five years old. Yes, five years old. Um, I have the fondest memories at the age of three. You still can remember. Mm -hmm. uh, my mother is an educator. My mm -hmm. mother, Kathy Gray, shout out to my mom. She's probably watching and telling everyone <laughs> to watch. Um, my mother has been an educator still even after her retirement in 2011 from Kettering High School, where I grew up at. Um, she's been a teacher my entire life, from conception in 84 up until 2011, um, she taught at Kettering High School. Um, it was either be a teacher or obstetrician gynecologist. Once you learn what an obstetrician gynecologist <laughs> entails, I was like, uh, maybe know. that's not the route that I wanted to go. Exactly. So at the end of the day, um, growing up in Kettering High School, I went to daycare there um, because back then you had 
um, things implemented in place, uh, such as co-op, where students could like actually get their hands-on experience or get a fix of like something that they could potentially go into. Mm -hmm. um, now it's not as easy or accessible. So like from the early ages of four attending um, daycare there and just watching her throughout my whole life, um, literally like there, winter, fall, spring, summer, like from when it was time to go to summer school and meeting other uh, teachers' children, it was like we had that bond. So if you've been exposed to it again, it's something that is definitely going to uh, pique your interest. And so like, I always wanted to be a teacher. I always wanted to be the boss. I've always been loud. I've always been outspoken. So at the end of the day, why not craft something and teach it to people that look like me? Exactly. You know, like everybody, um, everybody does not have people to look up to. Mm -hmm. You know, I have people to look up to that some may say, oh, they're just regular. They're not regular to me. Like, they are a token to me. You know exactly. what I'm saying? So I want to be a token to whoever I come to exposure to. I might not have all the glitz and glam, but I'm going to be real. And I'm going to be, you know, open to um, pushing kids in the right direction. Okay. You know. Okay. I, I listen. I definitely understand that. And then I think with me, um, I was in maybe eighth grade, seventh, eighth grade, and I always knew that I had to be a part of dealing and giving back to my community. So that's what grew and drew my entire interest of knowing that I had to be a part and making sure that if I want to make things better, you got to put your hands into it. You got to get, you got to put that work in. So I knew, okay, boom, I got to touch the kids. I got to touch the youth. I got to give back to the community. So that's what I do now work with the youth 13 through 18, as well as I'm always giving back into the community to the less fortunate and making routes all type of ways. It's funny that you said that. I, my lifestyle exudes giving, and it's almost to the point where I had to learn how to say no. So, like, um, I'm a giver. My grandmother, she passed away in 2019, Lorraine K. Gray, shout out to her. Um, she raised me. My mom raised me, but my grandmother raised me, like, mm -hmm. hands on. Um, it was never a time in which she didn't help someone out. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about money, clothes, food, coming to my house. So this is what I saw growing up. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know what it is not to give. I clean out my refrigerator and every Sunday and take it on <laughs> 75 and 8 mile. Like, here you go, because I'm not giving the money. But, like, it's just who I am. Mm -hmm. And um, that's just, it embodies who I am. That's really all I can say. So it's funny that you said that. Um, I give back to the less fortunate, the people that don't need it mm -hmm. <laughs> as much. That's just who I am. So exactly, and and not only that is, it makes you feel good. Um, and it's crazy because whenever I give back, it just it does something to my spirit. Um, on top of that, you see the smiles, you see like they be so grateful. You know, sometimes I love helping them more than sometimes helping people that you know because they really really appreciate it and some people are just use and get over on you for no reason but it is what it is i just feel like i have a good heart and that's what i'm here to do you know i'm always here to give back and teach and learn and as well you know so i love giving back the community yeah. is is definitely it's okay. definitely one thing to be used but to be misused that's what i just learned so like it's absolutely a great feeling. Um, it's actually intriguing and invigorating to give and just to see the products of giving. Not to, I don't need a pat on the back. Exactly. After I did something for somebody, or you won't hear me say, "Well, I did this for so and so," because that's not what a true giver is. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So 
I definitely can't connect with what you said. Exactly. And I feel the same way. It's like, I don't have to let everybody know that I just did this for this person or I did that for that person. Like, that's never the thing. But I try to get it out there to let people know, okay, um, I think maybe probably two years ago, everybody just was reaching out to me. I was doing like a Christmas drive. Mm -hmm. And not only do I deal with the shelters, I deal with like the men's homes and the women's homes. And I also deal with um, like adoptions and stuff. So okay. the, the girls before they get adopted or whatnot, I give to them. So I had, that people would just always like, since I got this, this and that, some people was giving all type of hair supplies and um, just different clothes and shoes and just whatever. And it's like, at least you know I do this. This is what I I love to do. I'm going to give it to somebody else. So, yeah. Just like an example, this past Christmas, um, we did like a Santa Claus get-together. So, um, K-Man <laughs> from my neighborhood, he has his own mentorship program um, for young men. And he was just like, Toy, I need you to come together. We have a group of brothers, one little sister. And so I was like, you know what? Let's just go to Macy's. Let's go wherever we need to go and get it together. So, definitely, I'm with it. Like, if anybody's down to give or collect for somebody, like, I'm definitely on the team. Perfect, perfect, perfect. So, not only with that, what drew your entire interest becoming your own boss now? What led you into tutoring? Okay, so let me explain how this goes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain what the company is, and then I'll get back to why. Okay. So um, first and foremost, my mother, she is, yes, I'm telling your age because you look <laughs> darn good. My mother will be 69 this summer, July 28th. And so um, since she retired in 2011, she never stopped. So okay. she was always tutoring. She always had her little girls here, her little boys there. She'll meet them at the... Um, library or she doesn't want them to be in the home because being in the home is very difficult. I mm -hmm. mean, we know this from virtual learning um, with, during this pandemic, but um, that was that. So then July 15th, I woke up one day and was like, you know what? I can't. So, you know, with COVID and the impact on mental health, it's a lot of things that's going on with a lot of people. Oh, so I just woke up one day and was like, you know what? Everybody's selling hair. They selling clothes. They baking cakes. They're um, infusing gummy bears. Like, they're doing a lot of different things. I have to market and sell myself. What am I good at? Well, I'm good at a lot of things, but in the arena that I work in, which is the educational arena, I can't just do anything. I can't do anything that somebody that promotes parties can do, like, and be um, okay in the public eye, so to say. So I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being a promoter. I would love to, but there are some things that a teacher can't do. do. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know what? I majored in English at Eastern and I majored in um, English language arts and writing and um, communication theater arts. So I double majored. Mm -hmm. And so like my friends always like, Toya, can you check this? Toya, can you write me a letter? Toya, can you um, look this over real quick? No problem. That's the giving spirit, right? So I'm like, boom, 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 boom. So I'm like, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. So I have a business partner. His name is... Um, Christopher Rogers, and he has his own um, company where he helps people with their dissertation and writing and at a higher collegiate level. And I'm like, wait a minute, he getting money for reading editing papers. papers and reading papers? <laughs> and not, don't get me wrong, I've done this before. I've helped people out. But it was like, dang, like to see the outcome of what 
people can do when it's your craft. Mm -hmm. It's your thing. Like my nail tech, Kyla, does nails. Mm -hmm. My beautician, BB, does my hair. My lash tech, K-Bay, does my lashes. So it's like, what is Toya going to do? Shout out. So I woke up, <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Let's start Teach Me 313. Teach Me 313 is threefold. Be teachable, be coachable, be employable. Be teachable, hands down, is my baby. I love teaching. Teaching is a lifestyle. It's not a career. Everybody knows that you will not be rich as a teacher, but you become wealthy in relationships and networks. So at the end of the day, um, be teachable. That is the baby and pride and joy of my um, pride and joy of my um, company. It is the one-on-one -on -one tutoring. Um, it has had its ups and downs because just like any business, you have to rely on people. Uh. Everybody may want you to be the tutor, but Toya is not the mathematician. Toya does not want to read the Constitution all day and get back <laughs> with you. Toya can write a paper day and night in her sleep, correct things. But, you know, I have people that work um, with me because I don't think anybody should work for, for you. Exactly. Um, so people that work with me, um, they have majored in history, math, science. Um, so I have a company, and that's the first portion of that's to be teachable. Be coachable is the business letter. So like I said, I refer back to people um, needing me to write them letters. So it's letters of increment in your salary, letters of recommendation, um, letters of uh, any assistance letter, like letters of... Uh, Say you say you want to get out of something. So it's any business letter. Okay. I help them write. So that's to be coachable and be employable. I it's like a tag team. So I do um cover letters and resumes. So any it's different styles of resumes. You have a specific type of resume for a teacher, a specific type of resume for a business major. So any type of um resume and cover letter that's the be employable so be employable so be teachable be coachable be employable so that's the company teach me 313 perfect perfect i love it and that you piggybacked on that when i was at eastern that is one way that i made my living i wrote and did people homework for them and so that was like okay okay cool so not only did i do that i worked at pierce hall in the yeah. county yeah i did the accounting part and then uh i worked at strictly's for a little while yep so that's cool and then not only that and i always i don't know if you remember i used to always call you teach you did and always that's funny because that ended up being my name like people be like teach teach my license plate teach yeah everybody does you did yeah i always i always called you that and then it's like you stayed on me you i think you the last time I seen you, you was like, did you, you into your program yet? What are you doing? Uh, so how soon are you going to become a doctor? Man, I don't get on me. I swear. Please don't I'm get on me. I'm not judging because I'm still, in, I'm still transitioning. Listen, school is hard. It is. I know I'm a teacher and I know I stay on my um, kids behind because you know I will cuss and my mama watching. But I want to say my master's degree was, was not easy. Especially with going through different phases of your life. At Easter, oh, I clown. Like, <laughs> my roommates, my cousin Jessica Starr, we all were together and we all did our thing. But I was walking through Big Bob's Lake House at 5 in the morning, but my homework was done. Okay. But Toya had a 3.5. So everybody like, you got 3.5? Like, you going to Dean's list? But you was just, yep, with them turning up and partying. But, like, you you, you can you work hard, you can party harder. So my priorities were in order, even though, like, I kind of overdid it. That's one thing about me. Like, I can um, 
organize my chaotic life to make sure that I achieve the goals that I have on the table along with me implementing like other aspects of my life because everybody deserves to have fun everybody needs to travel everybody needs to spend time with loved ones and venture off to do other things however you have to keep your stuff in order you have to and i think we were totally two different people on campus and on campus um i didn't do nothing i was i didn't do nothing much i stayed in my room i went to class and i went home i had monday wednesday friday classes and i told my teachers if we do not take exams on friday you will not see me ever on a friday so i went only to school mondays and wednesdays like i couldn't stay out detroit i had to be in the scene i had to be doing something and i couldn't stay i always felt like college kids was kids to me i thought i was grown you were a little bit more i was different i thought i was grown staying on campus was different so if you stayed on campus and i stayed in downing hall or girls dorm but it was all the fellas was always always in the dorm if you stayed on campus it was a different perspective and we went home during freshman year and sophomore year because our parents would alternate coming to pick us up but when i really got into the nitty-gritty of like focusing on trying to get into the college of ed it was so surreal like mm-hmm. people be fighting demons like depression um ipsy is like a little detroit but it's nothing like home nothing so like, like then i got a car so then you find yourself you in college i was working two jobs like i'm working on campus i'm working at radio shack i'm working at the shoe store i definitely yeah. hustle so at the yeah. end of the day <laughs> i always made a way for me to make a way mm-hmm. But it was hard. School is hard. And it's not hard because you can't do the work. Mm-hmm. It's because I went to school at the age of 17. I turned 18 on campus. Wow. So as a kid, you getting hit with, you want this credit card? Oh, you want to go do this? Oh, oh man. you want to work here? You want to work there? And you think you grown. Once you get out that house, you think you grown. Do you know how I rushed home for that home-cooked meal blew oh, up man. with that freshman 15? You know, so I was on the scene and I went home, I went home as much as possible, but like I had to make sure that I did what I set out to do. Mm -hmm. So like it took me longer. I struggled with math. Um, Dr. Heather Neff Uh, broke me down. Um, Listen. She was a great teacher. It was because of her that I actually um, got into editing papers for real because she was like I was she was like no like this not that like you can't write and I was like wait a minute I can't write like I've been doing this for how long I can't write broke me all the way down told me what I did wrong I was in a writing center every day and so that leads me to say that you can do anything especially if that's your goal but you really have to work for it you really have to work for it hey everybody definitely and in the time when I was there I started off in accounting and I became ill. So with me transitioning over, it was like, okay, I went from accounting, then I had to make and find something that worked for me. Um, I switched over to business, um, communication and business administration. Uh And dealing with that, I had cancer. So once I told some of the professors, some was okay with it, some was not, and they was like, a lot of them didn't work with me. So I had to take like one class over three times. And I'm like, no, I can't do this. I, I can't do this accounting because as much as I had to study, I had to, I, I was working. I was working 40 hours a week, so I couldn't study like that. 
So it was hard, but once you, like she said, you put your mind to it, you know what you want, and you have to speak these things. That's why affirmations are good. You have to put that mindset in there, and you have to be around great people that's doing some great things that's on your same level because then now y'all able to understand each other rather than somebody feel like you gossiping and talking and promoting yourself all the time. And it's like, it's, I'm not doing that. It's not like that. Man, mind over matter. It's, you'll be amazed um, how many people have so many stories to tell. And I'm glad you were able to share that because I remember that. And things do get difficult and trials do arise, but you can get through it. And mm -hmm. I'm just thankful for a support system. I'm thankful for like dealing and not dwelling, you know, in my own mess. So um, at the end of the day, You'd be amazed how many people just don't care about mm -hmm. your circumstances. You'd be amazed how many people was like, oh, okay, and just overlooked that. That's a big deal. Mm -hmm. And so I'm happy you were able to overcome that. Thank you. Thank you. We've all overcame a, a lot, lot of things for sure. That part. So that's what sharing our life stories and discussions with Tien is about. You gave a lot of your story, but I want to get into a little bit extra. Show them strongholds and show those things and how you overcame to be where you are now. Okay, so currently I am going through a depression phase. I'm okay with talking about it. Um, I don't know how you would describe it. I'm functionally depressed. Um, I lost my dad in February. I lost my uncle in March. Um, that was this year, amongst other things. And then back in 2019... I lost my uh, my grandmother, and my grandmother was my rock. And I'm still, like, dealing with that because when you grow up in a household based upon the love of your grandmother, like, how could you, like, function without her? Um, also, um, I lost my best friend, Ryan D. Bivens, to osteosarcoma mm -hmm. as well in 2019. So you got to look. 2019, I lost my grandmother and my best friend. I've lost students. I, to date, I've lost 24 students. Wow. Um, most of which, minus four, have died to gun, gun violence, violence or some type of accident or some freak accident. Um, and, you know, my dad is a touchy subject. Um, that's the part of me that, like, if you know me, you know the story. So my dad uh, suffered from alcoholism, PTSD. Um, he was very abusive to my mother as well as myself. You know, at six months, I had a black eye, kicked downstairs, ran off of the road. But yet, I still was there for him because you have to honor your mother and your father. I'm not getting spiritual or um, on the Bible tip, but I do have a, a, I do serve a higher power. Like, you know, I do believe in God. I pray daily. Um, and he does get me through things. However, um, it was just me being me. Like, I had to, like, grow up um, and deal with my own mess, mm -hmm. no matter if my dad created it, if my mother condoned it, and um, I had a little sister to be an example for. Um, it was tough. Like, um, the days that were good were good. My dad was a great dad when he was not violent, being, when he was not drinking. Mm -hmm. um, when, you seen, when you saw him drinking, you knew what type of dad was. So just imagine like today, hey, daddy, we going here and going there. And then the next day it's like, okay, let me duck and dodge. Okay, I can't see my grandmother today. Okay, he's putting his hands on my mother. And these are the things that I saw mm -hmm. until, um, you know, their divorce. And then even the aftermath of that is difficult. I'm an emotional person. Um, those things were traumatizing. Um, and you hold on to that stuff into adulthood. It's mm -hmm. so many adults that are dealing with... Um, 
their inner child. And, you know, I'm still working on it. I'm in counseling. I believe in counseling. Shout out to Darisha Cooper. Um, shout out to Tamika for transition family uh services. Okay. Um, that's my home girl. Went to school together in high uh, King, and she has her own company, protecting our peace. Okay. Um, as you can see, I'm shouting everybody. Out. I see. Come on, but shout the them out. The day, that's what I'm here for. But that's at the end of the for. day, um, you can actually like overcome certain things. I'm still overcoming certain things, like. Um, unsuccessful relationships, be uh -huh. they friends or intimate, um, just dealing with family, um, dealing with the loss of a loved one, but you also have to deal with your loved ones who are also dealing with that. Like, people may handle things a different way than you do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, it's just tough. But at the end of the day, you have to realize that either I'm a sink or swim. And I, even though I can't swim in real life, I'm floating. Okay. Because I have a, a I have an agenda and I have something to um I have something to prove to myself, not anybody else. If I set a goal, I'm gonna accomplish it. And that's getting back to you in this doctorate. I'm supposed to be enrolling for a PhD. So at the end of the day, I'm with you on that. Like I wanna study PTSD in the red zone. I wanna know the connection between dropout high school rates and trauma mm -hmm. in the city. Um, these babies are hurting, they are. and we can see them portrayed in the animalistic light on the news. Um, you can see them presented as um, failures, but I see them every day. They call me. They talk to me. I pick them up. I've uh -huh. dropped them off. Yes. I've been in their homes. I've seen what they come from, and for them to be so resilient, I will never leave working in the city as long as I can take it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because you have kids that have a silver spoon. You know, I started out and I were pioneer and not all of them, but you know, I pull up in my little car, a little mm -hmm. tourist and um they got a Range Rover. Mm -hmm. They having parties with Eminem with their face with M&Ms on it. But when you get to the heart of the city like when I worked at Denby, um you know, those kids were so resilient and I mean, I'm talking about walking to school, walking past these things that we see on the news every day, mm -hmm. crime um, involved in it and overcoming and changing. So, I mean, that's what I want to be a part of, just to change. Just if I can affect one child that's or one all. student, like, that's what's important to me. That's all. And to go back onto the depression part, I definitely understand. I, When I say I feel like I've been in so many people's shoes, <laughs> I've definitely been in so many people's shoes. And... You don't learn how to deal with depression at a young age. You don't learn how to deal with anxiety and stress and different things. It's like when you grow up, it's like, oh, now I'm stressed. Oh, that was an anxiety attack I had, you know? So you don't know these type of things. And you're 2019 or 18, I went through that in 2015, 2016. Mm -hmm. I lost so many people that I was a functional depression person. I went to work every day. If I didn't work, if I didn't try to make other people happy, or if I didn't smile every day, all of that was fake. All of that was fake, and it helped me keep going, though. It helped me to keep going. And once I was, I lost it all, I couldn't get out of bed for months. Oh, man. I couldn't get out of bed for months. So I definitely understand. I first, I think it started off with my uncle. He got hit walking across the street on Davidson. Um, and even with that case, they, they even said it was just an accident, so they gave the lady just probation. Mm -hmm. So that was nothing, you know what I'm saying? But she don't know, she literally killed my entire family. 
she killed my entire family because now my grandparents are heartbroken. So that led into now my granddaddy quit eating. He gave up on himself. And my family used to always call me like, Tanisha, come up here and feed your granddad. He won't eat. So I would have to go up there and literally feed him in order for him to eat. And that's what I meant by you have to deal with your stuff and your family members. Everybody stuff else. So, yeah. Everybody else. And then not only that, your friends. Everybody calling you with their problems and instead of just saying, no, I don't want to hear that today, you still listen and put your two cents in. Some of them get mad, some of them don't. Then they be like, why you always say that? But why did you just call me? So it's like you trying to put it all together, but you don't know I'm hurting on the inside. I was literally silent. I was silently hurting. I was hurting in silence. So just understanding that now and to go back with, with how school is out right now. And Girl. knowing I know that's a problem because dealing with these students Ooh, and you already know that they got so many problems at home with domestic violence. Some of them not eating. Some of them just see so much. Some of them are getting molested and abused. And it's just like, where is the outlet? And I and that's one thing, too, I wanted to ask you because I think I asked a few other educators. And I was wondering, like, do y'all do, like, drop-in visits? Do y'all go in and just, I don't know, because I know y'all have to be on the, you know, calls and the Zooms and stuff. And if the kids don't show up, do you all check on them? What do you all do? do what so, is the process? I'm just going to speak in general, so I'm not going to speak. Right. Specific to a school. So I check on kids all the time, like my former students, um, current students, by way of social media. Some of them are on here right now chiming in. Um, there are programs and steps set in place for home visits at specific schools. Um, back when the pandemic first started, we had to call people, um, check on people, see if they were sick. Um, see if they were able to get a computer, get those things out. Um, so there are several systems set in place. They're just different at every school. But me personally, I actually, like, talk to my students. Like, they'll call me like, Miss Daniels, what's going on? How you doing? And they, we keep each other going. And back to what you said about um, depression, I have a strong support system. Like, my friends and family really keep me going. My mom, my sister, my cousin Sharita, best friend Shell, um, my crew, Jessica, Tamika, um, my friends out of state, Kina, um, Michelle, Shelly. Everybody. I can, I can name a few. You can like, go down the road. <laughs> people, like, people check on you. They tap in. Like, okay. they, they make sure that you're okay. And I'm not dropping everybody's name because I have extensions of people all over like Donna she got me together today my mama Donna so before I came so at the end of the day what helps me because being depressed doesn't look the same for everybody mm -hmm. so like I am an outgoing loud living person mm -hmm. so when I'm not interacting or if I'm not on the scene People know that something is wrong. Mm -hmm. So I have different groups of people. I'm an Eastern star. You know, I'm a part of this group. I have my friends. So um, that really helps. Mm -hmm. What ultimately helps me is knowing that my situation is not the worst. Mm -hmm. And I know, like, that sounds bad, but my situation is not the worst. There are people that have experienced an immense amount of things in my mind. That could be way worse than me. Mm -hmm. Yes, I've experienced domestic violence with my mom and dad. Yes, I've taken loss after loss. Yes, I've had to overcome obstacle after obstacle after obstacle. But it's people in your circle, in different circles, in your corner, that will bring you out. Like, 
oftentimes I can say I feel like I'm in a barrel. You know how you have crabs in a barrel oh, and you're trying to get out. But at the end of the day, it's just me in this barrel mm-hmm. and I'm trying to get out. But what I do know is that at the end of the day, the sun's going to shine again and I have to be there to see it. Exactly. I have to be there to see it. And I know it's a lot of people that may not have that resilience, that may not have that strength. And it's certain days that I just don't want to do it. However, I have to remember that I need to grade Johnny's paper. Mm-hmm. However, I have to remember that I have to go tutor, you know, Kayla. Mm-hmm. However, I have to remember that my mom needs to be picked up from the airport. So, like, at the end of the day, like, I'm not saying I have people depending on me, like, financially or... But people depend on you to be there. And so, if I can't show up for myself, how can I show up for them? If I'm not mentally wrapped tight, how can I help them yeah. mm-hmm. get to where they need to be? And so, like, that's what helps me. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, you might be like, she looks fine. You never know what battles people are fighting. Exactly. But at the end of the day, like, that's where I'm at. That's exactly. where I'm at with it. Like, I stay I stay up on self-care, keep my hair and my nails done as best as possible. Um, that's the first thing. I definitely shower twice <laughs> a day, you know. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's hard for some people. Everybody handles grief differently. Mm-hmm. Everybody handles a loss differently. Um, I've grown numb, so numb to some some things that go on. But at the end of the day, like, it's people that I know, like, Miss D, I need your help. Or my mama, Toya, can you come help me? So at the end of the day, I can't lose myself to the point where I can't come back from that. Mm -hmm. It's often days you be, like, sitting there all day. But then it's like, all right, come on. My cousin, Sheree, like, come on, we about to go. My best friend Shell, like, oh, you coming to Vegas for my birthday for, for my birthday with me. So it's like, you know, you constantly have people that want to see you out of that, you know? So they try to lift you up and be Yep, and it's appreciative. Or our group message, sending funny messages, right, DMs, right. and you know, you never know how much that means to people. So my mm-hmm. people know who they are. So I'm talking to them. But right, you know, right. and it's appreciate <laughs> and it's appreciated. Yeah. And that that's it's, that's a Love true light. That's a true light, and and it shines bright. And I hope this message touched somebody that you gotta understand. You're not the only one. You won't never be the only one. You'll never be the last person. So you know, people really go through things in life. You know, um, and I'm I'm all for that. And I just wanted to say too, um, a little bit more about what you got going on next. Next, okay, so. Ooh, child, this school year can't wait till it ends. Um, <laughs> virtual, virtual school, and initially was it was okay, it was easy, but um, now it's a full calendar year and some, so it's tough. Um, I plan on teaching summer school, of okay. course, um, helping people get back on their toes. Um, we don't know what's going on and what what's what to face. Um, so that's that. As far as my career, soon. Within the next three months to six months, I do plan on enrolling into graduate school again to get um, <laughs> a PhD. I do want a PhD in education. Um, I have a master's of educational leadership, and with everything that went on, it takes you out. Like I don't want to commit myself to anything that I'm not fully 100% invested in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do plan on start. I want to start a PhD program. So we're I, doing this together. This you keep looking I mean, at. If we're doing, if we doing I didn't this say anything. <laughs> it sounds like we may be I doing didn't. this together because mine was actually supposed to be on the borderline of education. I was starting off. Well, I started at um, Phoenix, 
uh, University of Phoenix. I believe it was organizational leadership mm-hmm. or something like that. And then I was going over to what's the is it Saint Mary? What what's the school name? In Mary Grove. Mary Grove. No, not oh. Mary Grove. The one off of uh, oh, you're talking about um, and 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 pharmacy. Not Mary Grove. You're talking about my. You're not talking about my. No. Schoolcraft? No, no, I don't know. I can't even oh, think of the name of okay. school, y'all. Forgive me. But I was going over there for innovation and leadership. Okay. Um, so I took three classes. I'm three classes into my uh, doctorate. First of all, y'all, she was the first. Every time I saw her, I'm like, so what's going on? <laughs> she wrote a book. You know, all these things. The things that I'm trying to get my life together to come into fruition, and she's already done these things, so I'm not hating on her, but she needs to keep the ball rolling. I'm always about the ball rolling. Um, sh- shout out, listen, I don't care. I love the Lord because he saved my life so many times that if it had not listen. been for him, I wouldn't be here today. Listen. So I was going to get a little bit more into that, but Sunday will be my first panel, which supposed to has been started last year, okay. and it's giving people the opportunity to come and literally share their story. So it'll be a little bit more stricter, and then everybody everybody is able to share literally what they've been through, and I was going to share my story that okay. time. But I'm going to give you a snippet. So today, honestly, I just, my fin- my book is finished, so shout out to my team, University of Mogos, uh, Sean Blanchard, I love y'all, man. Y'all definitely are the bomb.com. They put me together. It took me five months to write my book. That's not bad. Not, it's not at all. And I know people that have literally taken years. years and still not finished on writing their book. So when I felt myself catching these brain freezes and just losing it, I, I went out of time. So I had to see a different scenery. And I knocked that out. And what people don't know, <laughs> the day I was submitting my final part of the book, it deleted itself. The entire book? The entire book, bro. Like, listen. The entire book deleted itself. So you itself. had to start from scratch? Toya. Girl. Toya, listen. When it deleted, oh, I, I got very upset. I, I became distraught. I was about to even give up. I was going to send everybody their money back for pre-orders and everything. I had to literally not answer my phone, not even think extra, not do nothing. Set, and I literally wrote 165 pages what? in one It's probably day. even better than before. It was. Because it is. pain and struggle teaches you growth. It, it does. From that, concrete, a rose can grow. Diamond, pressure, all of that. So I literally finished that, and it took my team to get everything started. Then I got sick and caught COVID. Um, Don't know how. God willing, I'm still here. Who knows how anybody caught COVID? That part. But two of them days, out of them three weeks, I felt like crap. I didn't think I was going to make it. So to still be here and today of starting my first podcast, my book they want to see who's talking is in the finished. <laughs> I my book is finished, so it's called Everything But Shot. And literally by next week, I will have the copy. So I'm definitely ecstatic. I'm definitely get one. I'm I'm so I'm proud of myself, y'all. I am um, because I really never cared to share my story. I never cared for people to know anything about Tanisha. But I had to take me out the equation and give God all of the glory because. He the one that basically got me here and what I'm doing now. So even with that, um, of how I got started with this show, I came in to 
meet with some team and partners and stuff and we was trying to see how we was going to to take the discussions with Tim because I honestly didn't want to be around people. Right. And I wanted to zoom it in, string ticking and everything like that. So with that notion, he was like, oh, no, you're not just going to come here and do a once-a-month show. Uh-uh. How about you do a every-week show? What day works best for you? I'm like, quit playing. Quit playing. So I said Tuesdays. I'm off work. I really don't do much. If I do, I try to focus on. I started my magazine. So Elegian. Elegian magazine. I came out that with my book as well. So now I'm so focused on continuing the magazine. So every month, I move a month in advance. So I'm already done almost with June. And uh, for the book signing, I'll have April, May, and June, as well as my books, T-shirts, candles that I've been working on, and a line of other things. So I'm just ecstatic. I'm I'm glad for my growth, you know, because if I didn't have the pain, it didn't create my purpose. So I know right now I'm literally living out my purpose and making sure that I reach every goal that I set for myself. You definitely have to turn pain into power. And I'm so proud of you for overcoming Thank so you. many obstacles. Like I said, people can look at us and be like, oh, that's Toya, that's Tien, that's whatever. But you never know what people go through unless you expose people to that. And telling your story can help so many people. Exactly. You know, so I'm glad that you have started a panel I'm glad that you have people coming out to tell their story because telling your story and getting it out is therapeutic and it people is. don't even understand how much it means for somebody to just listen. Exactly. And how we're going to basically wrap this up. So pretty much y'all know this is the month of May. It was Mother's Day month as well as it was Teacher Appreciation uh, Week. That's what honestly drew. I said, I think it's Teacher's Week or something. I'm like, okay, Laura, who, what is going on? Who I'm, who I'm having for my first guest? perfect let's go quarter that's how it happened um so i know you're not a mother like me we don't have any children physically (laughs) but we honestly have raised and dealt with so many kids that they're really like our children absolutely um so i did a little bit of studying on my own (laughs) and i read through some of your your documentations that you post with the kids and how they felt and honestly, these two, y'all really stuck out to me. I'm going to read them to Don't y'all. Don't me cry. I am, hopefully. Because I'm a crybaby now. I used to be a thug, y'all. Listen, it's I'm the, the most. Reverse. I used to cry all the time. Now I'm just. It's here. Me, I'm a crybaby. I'm sorry, but I am. Aww. If you you whisper something good, so sweet, I might. <laughs> but however, I used to be a thug. Now this is who I am. And I'm thankful because. It made me so much better. She really wrote this down. I wrote all what of this is, down. What did, who was that? So this one says, uh, pretty much you was asking, you know, how, I think I'm going to do that one last. I'm going to do that one last. So you was asking them who was the teacher or who you want to appreciate oh, okay. um, for the for the week or whatnot. And one person said, I just want to apologize for my homework. I was I was really out of it last, last night, and I know it is no excuse for the work I Hold on, I was out of the same, as the same grade I received, but here, I'm sorry, y'all, my handwriting is even terrible. I can't even read it myself. From here on out, my work will be completed and to the best of my ability. Your response took me over. You're like, it's okay, baby. We are human. People don't understand that. I honestly, even as in my first magazine, I wrote about 
people, my family used to call me the human robot. Mm -hmm. They honestly thought that I moved so much, I didn't go to sleep, and I was always doing, they called me the human robot. So people don't understand that we are human. Mm -hmm. They don't think I have feelings. And that's the part that really bothers me because you don't even accept or appreciate that I have emotions as well, mm -hmm. and people deal with things differently. So you was like, we're human. Life goes on. I know your potential and what you're capable of. I'm not tripping on that. Do your best and give me 100% of whatever you've got. The transition from middle school to high school can be intense, and the pace can be extremely overwhelming. However, it is my expectation that you will achieve your greatness. That meant everything because these kids and people, period, beat themselves up. I'm not crying. And with, within that token, it's just like for somebody to appreciate you and know that we are human, we go through our own strongholds, and you don't know what that person is going through at home. You don't know if they couldn't sleep last night, even if they got uh, internet or or any type of accessibility to make sure that their work is done in an appropriate way. Then it's the other one. It says, uh, it's good to see you traveling, enjoying life. I'm so proud of you, Ma. You're the best inspiration any student slash daughter can have. Off rip, that, that took a whole mm -hmm. lot because we as people don't get out much. Me, I try to go somewhere. If not every other week, every month, I'm out of town. I don't care if I'm going to the same place. I don't care if I'm going to Ohio just to go shopping. Mm -hmm. I go somewhere every month. That's my goal. Your response said, I love you. I always wanted to be the best example for my babies. I work hard. Play harder. As women, we are stereotyped and looked down upon. However, we pose the power to make the world go round. I'm just trying to live my best life possible while accomplishing my God-given plan. And you can't do nothing but follow him. Because he going to lead and light, light up your path for you. So those two you right really there. Does. Listen, I know exactly I, listen, who I got I said, notes here. I got notes. I know so. exactly who I said the first <laughs> and second message to. Shout out to them. Those are my babies. One of which is going to the uh, 11th grade next year. And then the other is one of my grown kids. Like my former students that that is really like close to me. So yes. That's what's up. But it's one more. One more. One more. One more. This one. I love that. I love your response. They said, Ms. Daniels, I've been working all day, and now I have 85% uh, uh, completed. That was summer school. Okay. And he said, should I continue? Should I finish the rest or wait till tomorrow, pretty much? You said, if you need a rest, do it tomorrow. If you feel like knocking it out, don't put it off. Do what you can do today. Don't do what you can do today and wait till tomorrow. Get it done. And you got to think like that. Because if you if you keep letting time go by and let it go, it'll pass you right on by. You can't get that back. So if you able to accomplish something that you need to do for the day, get it done. Yeah, don't you put off to. what you can get done today for tomorrow because tomorrow is not promised. It's not. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what's going to pop up. You don't know who's going to need you. You don't know, you don't know who you're going to need or what circumstances are going to come into play. So 
Dang, you really dug. I did. I'm in my feelings a little bit. I did, Toy. I was up all night. And for the last, <laughs> no, I'm going to say for the last week, I was researching and trying to get some good stuff on you. I'm like, oh, hold on. One of my students I... just said, one of my students just said, dang, I wish I could read our inbox. No. <laughs> and she so said, you can't because, tell everything. Said, because you, can't you always tell everything. the best. I love you, <laughs> No, but no, I definitely appreciate you with everything, Emmy. Thank you for being my first, first, my first. Very first. I'll never forget this. This is going down in the books. I love being first. <laughs> that is great. I'm happy to be a part of this. I'm going to let you finish. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Do you think? I'm happy to be a part of it. Something so positive, um, especially African-American women. I'm not knocking any other races. Like exactly. women in general are undervalued and stereotyped and looked down upon. Um, so I appreciate the invitation. When you called me, I'm not going to lie. I was... At home in a space, I told you, like I was in a we space. We had a good conversation. Um, I was in my head that day, and I was like working through my mess. And so when I heard your voice, I'm like, "Hey!" It like immediately broke that concentration on the negative. And so, like, thank you for helping me that day. And I immediately was like, "Yes!" Like, what do you need me to do? And you sent over everything. Like, I Toya, did immediately. I deal with so many people, and I'm telling them, as business owners, partners, entrepreneurs, whatever you consider yourself to be, have a bio, have some headshots, have whatever you want, and you know that you need for your next step. Be prepared, because that moment might pass you by, and what? you won't get it back. But not only, as you said, I helped you, you helped me that day. I was in a space where I was tired, I was rolled well on, I got tired of just thinking and looking, and I'm like, let me just reach out today. I ain't even gonna wait till tomorrow. Let me reach out today. And you made my moment feel better that you literally brought tears to my eyes. Like I said, now I'm really a crybaby, y'all. But she made me feel better because I was able to help her and her need, and I didn't know it. I didn't know it at all. And it made me feel better as a person because in these days and times, you literally don't know what people are going through. You don't. And this is how I'm in, but you don't know what people are going through. So you got to be kind, be polite, put a smile on your face through your mask. I don't care if you give a, a, your mask. a great gesture of just telling somebody that they look pretty today. They got a beautiful smile. They got a beautiful hairstyle or nails or whatever. Tell somebody and enlighten their spirit because you don't know what these people are going through. So many people have lost people on a daily basis. All I see all day is RIP, RIP, RIP. It's like... Where's we're gonna congratulate somebody? Where's the congratulations that I love to see my people win? I wanna do whatever I can so we can help each other win. That's what I'm all about. And it's like put somebody else in a space that you think that you may wanna be in and or either get a great word that day and just be a light to somebody else. Be kind, y'all, and love from T from 10. Discussions with 10. This is the first day. I'll be back on Sunday with a whole group of wonderful ladies, y'all. Y'all be blessed. Keep your head up and put a smile on your face through the mask. Deuces.